No wonder State lost. Here's the last minute instruction Izzo gave to the players. Over there at that creek, man, I found a couple of shots on the arrowhead. Yikes. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another action-packed episode of House of Hail. I'm Charlie Prue, and this is episode number 34. 34. First, I have to start by saying uh, thank you to all you guys for your continued support of House of Hail podcast. On Apple, Google, Spotify, iTunes, and Anchor, and others. I know there are others. I know it. I feel it. I know it. And I also want to thank everyone for liking and subscribing and rating uh, the House of Hail podcast on said platforms. In return, I offer you free swag bags. I'm making a plea right now, everyone, even the ones listening in other countries, message me for your swag bags. How cool would that be? You'd be the only one. Trendsetters. <laughs> and you can message me on Facebook at House of Hail. Check out the Facebook page. It's awesome. And I think all of you guys who are interacting with that page, um, it's great. I love commenting back, and the discussions are good. Your points are great, and I use them. If you don't notice, if you left a good uh, point or a good suggestion, I use it. I usually do. Um, but, hey, don't sleep on the Instagram page. It's coming alive. It's coming up. It's coming up. So, in general, I guess... Just a very broad thank you to everyone for your support of House of Hail. Okay, let's switch gears to some March Madness in the Hills. Um, number one, I'm gonna, I don't, look, not to brag or anything, especially since all my brackets are screwed. Um, but didn't I say last week that Michigan State... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I misspoke right off the bat. Ugh. Sorry, don't sue me. Excuse me. The Michigan State University Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage that they would lose in their first game? That was before we even knew the opponent. So, it is true... UCLA went on to end the Michigan State University Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage's season by a score of 86 to 80. Go Bruins! So sour grapes for little bro. Did you guys see also after the game, Izzo was so pissed off. I'd never seen him getting that type of altercation with one of his players. That was, he was grabbing all over him and. Uh, 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 uh. 
But um, now as for Michigan, um, so we all know by now Isaiah Livers is out. I know there was talk of him coming back. I guess they re-examined his foot. It's worse than they thought, so he's, he's done. And with that being known now, <laughs> funny thing, Michigan isn't predicted to do shit because of one player being out, Isaiah Livers. A lot of people are changing their minds on Michigan. A number one seed, for crying out loud. Well, my opinion is they'll eat their words on that. Um, <laughs> and they'll eat shoes. And obviously my pick to play Michigan, Mount St. Mary's. Remember I called them Mount St. Mountain Mountain or something? <laughs> I think I did that on a Facebook page. Uh, that didn't pan out as they got taken out by Texas Southern. Oh, well, we'll just beat up on Texas Southern now. Michigan, 82, Texas Southern, 66. Our offensive defense killed them in the first half, but Texas Southern, they outshot Michigan in the second half, and at one point in the second half, kind of just kind of... <laughs> Made it an interesting game for a minute or two, but it wasn't to be. Just too much offense on the Wolverine side. Um, Johns Jr., he finished with 11 points. Isaiah was going crazy on the side for him. Dickinson finished with 16 points inside, big man. Um, he ended up fouling out, and interestingly enough, that's his first time fouling out. Wow. Um, Wagner, nine points. Uh, Eli Brooks finished with 11 points. And Mike Smith, who played 37 minutes, had four rebounds, five assists, and 18 points. Not to mention our bench. <laughs> they combined for almost 20 points. Um, well, and with all the unpredictable losses that uh, literally just happened... As I said, my brackets are busted. And, you know, the thing with the brackets, everyone tries to pick the upset. Of course you do. There's always upsets, and you try to pick them. And, well, I didn't see Oral Roberts coming. That's for damn sure. <laughs> as Ohio exits early, as they fall to Oral. <laughs> and... One upset pick I made early was I picked St. Bonaventure to beat LSU. Way, way off. <laughs> you got, like I said, you got to try to pick your upsets, and that one was it. That one didn't pay off. Ugh, that was an ugly one. And while I'm on this subject, though, <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to all the teams that screwed me in my brackets, Missouri, I'm looking at you, bud. You lost to Oklahoma. Don't you know a nine seed always beats an eight seed? Get it together. And what about you, Virginia? They lose to Ohio. Yup, the regular one. <laughs> Here's another gem. BYU losing to UCLA. Screw you. I mean... Don't forget about Texas. Um, 
This one's a killer. They lost to Abilene Christian. Who? Yeah. Abilene Christian. Next. And this was a severe bracket killer for me. Purdue losing to North frickin' Texas. What else can go wrong on my brackets? I had Purdue going to the Final Four. <laughs> I believe in both of my brackets, in two of my brackets. Um, well, here's what else can go wrong with my brackets. <laughs> Georgia Tech. Oh, my gosh. What happened to you? They lose to Loyola Chicago, and I like Sister Jean, and I like the storyline. It's pretty cool. Loyola Chicago, blah, blah. Ah, that fricked everything up. And Tennessee, another screwed me on everything. My brackets are like, my lowest one's at 30, under 35, and my best one's 60, I think 60%. So, and my points are way down on all of them. Um... But yeah, ten, then Tennessee goes off to lose to Oregon State. That was another killer for me. Um, I should have probably picked those. Those were clo- would have been closer upsets to predict than St. Bonaventure. Nice one, Charlie. And <laughs> that's the tale of how my brackets are totally fucked right now. <laughs> but I still have Michigan winning. So I'm trying to hang tough, keep my little head up and whatnot. And, dang, as I pick my head up right now, I see it's bright and sunny outside, and that gets me excited for some football. And I'm not delusional about where our team is, you know, going by the results of last season. We have a long way to go, and a short time to get there. That's a Bandit song, right? We have a long way to go, and a short time to get there. Yeah. There's a few things to put together yet for our football team. But um, I really believe with our our players, new and old, old veteran, call them veterans or kids, I don't know, the new and older players that have been there, the seniors, juniors. Um, and with our new coaching staff additions, um, all of this will be handled correctly and quickly and I just pray they make the right decision for quarterback whoever it may be just make the right damn decision <coughs> JJ <coughs> but uh yeah we just need some continuity there some long-term continuity styles but uh I don't really want to go over what the coaching staff they're being interviewed out the ass right now um I don't want to go over what they're saying right now. For one thing, it's way too early to go over that right now. And for another, and mostly this reason, <laughs> you've heard it all before, guys. You've heard everything they're saying, oh, this year's different. Oh, we're hitting it hard. I'm really impressed with the guys, the way this guy looks, the way that position's looking. We're deep here. We're, you know, you've heard it all. I'll just, I'll get the accurate shit in a few weeks. And it'll, it will be more accurate, and it'll be more, um, it'll just be there. It's not there yet. It's all cliche shit right now. So I'll wait, and we'll do a way-in-depth episode at a later date.
And I found this pretty interesting. The, uh, the good old rules committee for the NCAA, they're at it again. You know how they do, they try to make amendments or maybe even new rules every year. They introduce them for, vote in, for voting. Um, here's a few rule change proposals coming at you. Um, just a few. Number one, um, sorry I keep saying um a lot. I'm trying to just, I, my notes are scattery. <laughs> so, number one, offenses are not allowed to go for it on fourth down without picking up at least one first down prior. I don't know about that one, guys, because shit, you could go for it on fourth down, not go anywhere the first three downs and make a first down. Could even get a touchdown out of it. I don't know about that one. That's you're really chopping teams off at the knees there. Number two, uh, forcing three and outs should be worth points. That's pretty interesting. Um, I believe if they did that one, there's no way they could enforce the first rule of making a team punt it because then that would be forcing them to give up points for a three and out you know so one or the other there right come on one or the other guys uh number three longer field goals should be worth more points you like that it's like a fantasy thing um eh, i don't like that i mean field goals are three points let's just let's just leave that alone could we just leave could we just all get along with the rules and leave it alone please and let's stop here. Number four, there's overtime change rules that they're proposing. So it goes like this. The first overtime, after you score a touchdown, you can kick the point after. The second overtime, after a touchdown, you have to go, you have to go for two points. And if it goes longer, like three overtimes, four overtimes... They want to alternate a two-point conversion type scenario. So you'd be set up, what, on the two-yard line and go for two points. That would be your deal. Um, And the funny thing is, I saw today, you know, looking at that, I also saw College Football News released a way-too-early top 25 preseason ranking I love these. They're awesome. I'm no, there's no way I'm not running through 25 of these boys with you guys. But let me run through the Big Ten, though. Uh, number 25, you have Northwestern. 16 is Penn State. Uh, number 20 is Iowa. Number 19 is Minnesota. Number 13, Michigan. Number 11, you have Wisconsin. And number 4 is Ohio. And... This was kind of funny. Just for good measure, I'll throw in. (laughs) I'll tell you that Notre Dame is ranked just ahead of Michigan at number 12. Cincinnati, Luke Fickle's Bearcats, they're ranked number 18. And Texas, of all freaking teams, is number 14, just behind Michigan. And out of all that, I I would say Texas is the most surprising to me. I I just, I, I don't get that. Um... And to be honest with you, I'm a little surprised. Even at Michigan's ranking at 13, I suspected they'd be up there around 20-ish, like 18, 19, somewhere like that. Um, 
let's face it, guys, we didn't have a great season. I suspected we'd be up there in the top of the top 25. Um, and then we'd come storming back like Rocky three and knocking their blocks off. But, you know, 13, it's like so middle of the road, it's like setting us up for failure almost. Because if you're 13 and we don't do well, then we drop from there. Like, damn, you can't even take off from 13. So, setting us up, setting us up. That's fine, though. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you guys, right now, striving for some football i've been i'll be honest with you too i've been watching old youtube football games of michigan i just need that in my life right now and it's not on but basketball's doing it basketball's doing it it's on all the time so it's got to do it you can't it's it's on all the time so we're probably all watching march madness maybe with uh one of you, one of my favorite hosts, Charles Barkley, for your halftime, post game, pre game show. Um, I love Charles Barkley. He doesn't hold back. He's funny. He's honest as hell. Um, I did notice yesterday. I loved it, guy. And I wanted to record it, but I didn't. But I found it. So I have some audio for you. He talks about the value of a free education um, for the NCAA uh, and the message it sends to pay players. It's pretty interesting stuff. Um, have a listen. A bit major when it comes to education. Education, to me, uh, that's my biggest gripe with these people on television talking about who should get paid or not. Listen, I, don't, I, I get sick and tired of people telling these young kids getting a free education is nothing. That's total BS in my opinion. Hey, the NCAA got some issues and they're not perfect. But to tell kids, especially young black kids, that getting a free education is nothing, is ridiculous and stupid. So there you have it. That's his view. I love his view. And I agree to a certain level. Um, these athletes can't have regular jobs after class like a regular student can. Because... Athletics is their job. A free education is a priceless thing to achieve, especially at major universities and really anywhere. It's nothing to snub your nose at anywhere. But here's where Charles and I, we differ. Um, maybe. I mean, I don't know his view on this side of it. He didn't say anything about it. So I'm, I'm assuming he doesn't wouldn't go for this or is not thinking about it. I'm not opposed to a small salary for athletes. It'd have to be like a flat rate salary, um, like across the board, not by how good you are or anything like that. Um, like something that would supplement the salary of a job after class, say, if they were a regular student, something to the effect of maybe three to $500 a week. Then they have gas money, they can go eat out, they can buy what they want and not have to worry about violating any rules or you know, making a job after practice, after classwork's done and not have to worry about having any money. 
we don't have to make these guys rich in college. That's the point. We don't have to do that. That's not set up for that. We're set up because um, they'll be rich with knowledge, free knowledge. <laughs> I just believe a, a small stipend would benefit the schools and the players. It'd be like good faith, good relations. There's nothing wrong with it. You, the the whole idea, and I have heard the other side of you pay the players that are the stars or bring in the most, you know, the most excite, whatever. I don't agree with that. You're in college. You're not in the pros. There's plenty of time for that. If you go pro, then you're going to make that money. It's going to be there for you. You're in college. You're getting free school, free swag, you know, clothing, um, room board, whatever other perks that they get and you know they get perks that every school gets a perk um that's my view but i i mean real charles barkley's real he's the realest guys <laughs> he speaks the truth so the tournament monday 7 10 on cbs we're all gonna join in Watching our Michigan Wolverines kick a little LSU Tiger ass. This will be a good game, guys. I predict Michigan moving on, though. And, I mean, I have to. My brackets say it. <laughs> and I'm going to predict the score. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm going to predict 80-76. Yup, that high. It might even be higher. I, I can see both these teams putting up over 80. Uh, but guys, join me back here next week for big time results. I mean, big time results. <laughs> Tell all your people about House of Hail podcast on all the platforms. Also, spread the word about the House of Hail Facebook page and Instagram page. And message me for your free swag bags. And... Everyone, continue to stay safe. No word on the spring game yet, by the way. Um, I know in Michigan, the governor just raised it to 20% in stands. So that would mean like 20,000 people, right, for the big house. As of now. But if that stayed for, if they put on a spring game, that'd be pretty sweet to have that little people in there. <laughs> I know everybody's itching to go, but listen, we're almost there, guys. I say it every week. We're almost there, and we're a step closer every week. Just stay safe. Hang in there. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to House of Hell, where those who stay will be champions. Go Blue.